welcome back to the Wellness Rookies. You have Madison and Tess. And today we're going to be talking about self-limiting beliefs. And originally this is or was going to be just an exercise for Tess and I, and we wanted to include our listeners because I think that it could be very helpful. And we're just going to go through some self-limiting beliefs that we are done holding on to in this moment and hopefully give any listeners the courage to do the same. And our goal is to help people to recognize their own self-limiting beliefs so that hopefully we can spark your journey or anyone's journey to move past them. And just saying that we're still figuring out how to exactly move past the beliefs that are maybe holding us back, but we're just going to take you guys along for the ride. So just a general definition of self-limiting beliefs. Uh, There are any beliefs or perceptions that you have about yourself or the world that you hold on to, and it may hinder your progress or may make you believe that you're not good enough or worthy enough. Uh, These beliefs influence the way that we see ourselves and the way that we think others may see us. So it's a very important topic. And speaking on the importance of this topic, if anyone knows anything about neuroscience, not that I'm a guru in it, but it's this thing called neuroplasticity. And so basically the first time you think a thought, a, a new connection in your brain is established and the connection is weak at first, but then the more you repeat that thought, that connection gets stronger. And so if anything that shows you that thinking these self-limiting beliefs is just really creating stronger pathways of those beliefs in your brain. So you're going to hold on to those things for longer and it's not going to serve you to do that. So you might as well stop those self-limiting beliefs and get into something that helps you expand your potential even more. Exactly right. So I'll go first. Uh, I'm done compromising myself and my desires based on the idea that it's the only thing that will keep others around me happy. So for that, what I mean is Like I'm kind of a people pleaser and I so often will just say things like, yeah, I'm down for whatever. It doesn't matter to me or go ahead. You choose whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always come from me not wanting the others around me when we're in an activity to feel like they're not enjoying themselves. So I will risk my own happiness and my own desires for them. And it's, you know, obviously created nice interactions between me and the other person because it's like, yeah, whatever you want. And it's easy peasy. But then sometimes that's fine with me. I generally don't care, Mm -hmm. but sometimes that creates inner turmoil. So I need to be more mindful about when I'm choosing to say those words. If I genuinely don't care about what the other person chooses, then fine. But if it really does cause turmoil in me, then I need to speak up and share my opinion and understand that me having an opinion on it that might be different from theirs isn't going to turn them off. It's not going to create any friction. It's just, that's how you like navigate communication as an adult. You have to speak your opinion and speak it appropriately and politely, but make sure that you're actually getting your side across. Right. And even if you're speaking whatever is on your mind and it does create friction, like it is okay. We just need to remind ourselves of that because I feel like that is why we compromise so much because we're just worried about how the other person is going to see us maybe or like what they're going to think. Yeah. And my goal with this is 
to find more balance, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not necessarily that I'm going to become rigid and make it all about me and what I want. It's just less so if it really isn't going to serve my happiness, then I need to not pretend like it's going to. Yeah, you got to speak speak up. up. Exactly. (laughs) I resonate with that a lot because I'm the same way. And I, I don't know if that is something that is more of like a female trait possibly, just how we were raised kind of was to be more passive or to go with what the other person in our interaction is feeling like we want to please them. I'm not sure. It could also for me personally could be linked to kind of my upbringing of, Mm -hmm. I was always around my friends and their families. Like I just spent a lot of time in other people's homes and I felt like I maybe didn't have authority to say what I actually wanted. And I was just around other people who had more authority to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've just gotten really used to going with the flow and I think it's led to me being pretty indecisive and I didn't really put two and two together until like maybe just now, Mm -hmm, (laughs) but like, okay, yeah, I was around a lot of people who was making decisions for me. Therefore, I didn't really ever need to step up into that role. And now as an adult who's independent, I need to be able to do that more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And then if I think about my upbringing with this topic in particular is that I was always so shy and that made me be on good terms with a lot of people. So I think like I've taken that in now where I'm like, okay, if I'm like quiet and I sit back and I don't say like exactly what's on my mind, people are still gonna like me more or something. I need to just release that big time. Yeah. I mean, we're a social species, right? So Mm -hmm. it's only natural for us to want to please others around us just for like ease Mm -hmm. of communication, but uh, not when it causes that like deep turmoil within you that's not healthy and you need to you need to get out of your own way with that and speak yeah 100 percent. and one of mine is which i think that me and tess both relate to this on an extremely deep level is i'm done thinking that i'm not good enough smart enough fit enough pretty enough whatever it is we are enough and we accept and love everything that we are so I'm not sure where these thoughts originated, but I feel like they take me down like some dark past, like even if it's just from disordered eating or negative thought patterns that I've like picked up over the years. But I think believing that I need to be more and do more every second of the day is like very overwhelming. And I think that that's true for a lot of people. And I used to really love comparing myself to others, which is why I was not on social media for a really long time. And this kind of perpetuated this belief system of like not being enough, working to move past these thoughts, although I still encounter them on a daily basis. But I'm counteracting them with beliefs that will build me up instead of tear me down because thinking that I'm not enough is actually just not factual (laughs) because I am. I mean, all of us are. So just kind of destroying those negative thought processes like every single day, I think will make your mental space stronger. And ultimately those thoughts will not matter. Yeah. I mean, all those thoughts do of feeling like you're inadequate that only causes harm to yourself. And I think there's a difference between being realistic and like about yourself and like then not even viewing things from an objective standpoint. Like sometimes we get so in our own heads about who we are and 
who we are to the world that it consumes us Mm -hmm. and it takes us away from who we actually are. Like we start making up these stories about what we look like and how we're perceived. It's, it takes us so off of reality. It's not Mm -hmm. even funny. So yeah, I mean, for sure, even when it comes to something like this, like uh, podcasting, you can, you can get in your own head about it and think, oh gosh, I'm, I'm not enough. I, I, we don't have enough to talk about Mm -hmm. or our voices don't sound good, or we don't even know what we're doing. Right. And it can, all of that can be applied to literally everything you do in your life. And it's harmful and unproductive. And I think everyone can relate to those feelings. Yeah. 100%. I would agree. Another one for me, I'm done not being super present. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time dwelling on the past or maybe not even dwelling, but thinking about the past and also thinking about the future. And that a lot of times makes me miss out on the present moment, which we all know is really the only thing we have. Mm -hmm. So I think like dwelling on the past and thinking about the future can create a lot of stress and discomfort in my body. And it's unnecessary to live in that state. I'm a big believer in planning and setting goals for yourself. And I'm also a big believer in reflecting on who you are and what you do in a, in your daily life. So I believe in both of those things, but I think that there is a time and a place for it and you need to do it in a productive way so that you are still able to experience your life. Cause that's going to be the only way ever that you're going to be fully happy is if you can find yourself fully present. And an exercise that I like to do because I resonate with what you said too, is that in order to be present, I think I can't remember where I heard this from, but is to touch something that you're like an object around you. Like even if it's just like your arm or something or like a leaf, if you're going for a hike, just to like ground you in that moment. And I find that that's really helpful, but I also love daydreaming. Like I, at least three times a day, I just, I don't know. I love it. And I'm not sure if that's because I want my current state to be better than it is or it's not as exciting as I want it to be so I kind of just like tune into this other world of like something that's perfect in my imagination so it's really interesting but I feel like being present is really important the second self-limiting belief that I wrote down is that I'm done looking outside of myself for comfort I'm not going to run from the things that are within me I welcome all aspects of me to the metaphorical table And I will resist the urge to look away and focus intently on what exactly needs healing. So oftentimes for me, I try to release or push away feelings that I don't believe serve me. And I think that that can be kind of toxic in a way because I'm not letting all facets of me be like make up my being in that moment. Like I'm I'm saying to myself, if I'm feeling insecure and I'm like, okay, push those away, push those away. Like you got this. Like we don't need those feelings of being inadequate. Those, I'm labeling those as being negative and that I'm saying that those are not gonna serve me as an individual in that moment. But those are just labels that I'm putting on that. Like maybe they could, my insecurities could contribute to me being confident and I'm not really sure, but I'm just pushing those off to the side. Does that make sense? Like I'm not allowing them to be fully with me. And so I'm not getting 
like the entire human experience of me. Yes, I I would agree in that of like if you're if you're suppressing emotions and feelings, then you're not maybe experience it could be toxic and you're not experiencing the full mm-hmm. like human capacity of what you can and should feel. But I also think that like in terms of needing to be productive, you know, say that we're taking photos for wellness rookies and you're just not feeling yourself at all. It, you know, I think it's important to be able to push your insecurities down for a second and say, uh, I don't know. I mean, this isn't like, we have to get this done and we need not feel this way because it's Mm going to come across in the photos. So I think in that very moment, it's okay to do that, but then circle back to it later and figure out why was I feeling that way? And what could I do in the future to make sure that those feelings don't pop up when I'm least expecting them? Like, how am I going to next time? How am I going to work through it so that they don't catch me off guard? Right. I would agree that I think it is productive to sort of like put them to the wayside for the moment in terms of being productive because sometimes obviously feeling insecure is not great. Well, and it always pops up when you need those feelings the least, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you need to move on. Yeah. And again, it's usually not factual. It's just some crap that I'm making up in my head. But I think that I need to prioritize like bringing myself back to that moment of feeling insecure because I still try and push it away, even though I'm like, okay, just sit with it and breathe and just like describe how it feels in your body. And we need to address this now versus like continuously pushing it away. Got it. So I think that that's just something like I need to be able to be productive while while still feeling my insecurity, for example. Yeah, actually I would agree. And that kind of changed my mind on it for sure. I would then, and for me personally, if if I was experiencing it now, I would, instead of maybe pushing those feelings off to the side, I might need to take just one minute mm-hmm. and like go internal for a sec and figure out, okay, where is this coming from? Can Is there a way that I can move past it in this moment and then actually get that task done? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like in our society, maybe that's typically seen as not great because taking a moment we want to be like go 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 like get this done get this done but it's like i can be and everyone could be so much more productive if we just take a moment to ourselves and sit in how we feel and then we can move on and fully experience and fully go into whatever situation we're going into yeah i like that a lot and i'm gonna try it thank you same we'll see how it goes (laughs) yeah working on it (laughs) my final one is I'm done allowing my emotional state to be dictated by the actions of others. I find myself taking things personally and getting wrapped up in the idea that I am somehow connected to why someone is behaving a certain way, especially if I perceive that behavior as negative. Like I can internalize it and be like, okay, I'm linked to this somehow. Something I did caused them to do that. And not only that, I need to let go of how I can get deeply affected by what they're doing in terms of my response and my reaction to them. I am fully aware that how I respond to a situation is 100% up to me. 
And so if that is the case for me, then that's the case for them. So how they respond to a situation is 100% up to them. Mm -hmm. And I need to find that reminder in my brain more so that in the heat of the moment, I'm not taking something personally. It's more so I can look at it objectively and say, hey, you know what? Whatever is going on here, that is something that they're working through. They might have more demons than I in this situation, and that's why they're acting up. Like you just don't know everything that's going on for everybody, mm-hmm. even the people that are closest to you. So I need to release that and not become a victim to the event and and understand that it's not my responsibility to try to control that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't have to necessarily be linked to their actions. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. And it's interesting because when you were talking, I was thinking that how when people take things personally, I feel like many people are always working with self-interest in mind. So when we have, it's kind of like our ego is in the way in a sense, like we think that other people around us, it has to do with us. Like, why do we think it's us, us, I, I, you know? So it's really interesting to think that maybe if we put others before ourselves, that we wouldn't have that issue. I mean, in certain circumstances, for sure. Mm -hmm. But then I always think about how I'm always putting others first versus Mm, me. And then that kind of puts me in a position more where I think that because I'm putting them in front of me, then this is now my problem Mm. and I'm linked to it. Versus like if I'm focusing more on me and they're focusing more on them, then I'm not necessarily related to that event. Yeah. And almost brings you back to the belief of like compromising for the other person, which just makes We see a theme here. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's all happening. I'm connected to their wrongdoing. (laughs) Aw, you're great. So- My last one is that I'm done thinking that what I have to say is not valid or important, which is something that recently came up for me and me and Tess have been talking about it. I think I've been talking about it with everyone in my life, to be honest, but more so with Tess because we have started this podcast and our brand that we're trying to grow. And in the podcast, in the beginning, I feel like I was finding myself, and I still to this day, find myself not speaking up because I think that maybe, for example, like what Tess has to say is more like worthy of attention, which isn't necessarily true because of course, both of us have great points to talk about. But I don't know, I just find myself shrinking sometimes, like thinking that what I have to say isn't valid, which I don't know where that comes from, probably some inner insecurity that I need to work on. But it's just very interesting. And I think that even having a podcast or admitting this to myself and anyone who's listening is already helping with this issue, quote unquote issue that I am experiencing. So I feel good about that. (laughs) Um, And thanks for giving me the space to do that. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, you did mention earlier that you were more shy as a kid Mm -hmm. and that 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 you being shy led to you being easier to be around and like people kind of liked you Mm -hmm. because you were easy to be around. And so I think that that's just carrying through into your adulthood. Yes. And so it's showing itself on this project because Mm -hmm. what we're doing is talking into a microphone. Yeah. So I'm not surprised 
that that has been carried into this project. But I also think that this is probably the best way that you are going to kind of squash that Mm -hmm. with practice, obviously, is for one, even just like owning that and speaking up to the people who can help you through it, like for me to be able to give you space to talk, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that that's awesome. And you're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) Doing good, kid. Yeah, thank you. Same (laughs) for you. So that wraps up our self-limiting beliefs. I mean, of course, we do have a few more, but those are the ones that resonate for us the most in this moment. And now we're on to our overall takeaways. Me and Tess both definitely agree is that our thoughts and beliefs hold a lot of power over us. So we need to make sure that we're keeping our mental space as healthy as possible. And even just as Tess just mentioned is talking through like some self-limiting beliefs that you have with others around you, just so they're also aware and you are aware of the situation. It just makes it a lot better in turn, makes you aware of thoughts that you produce and you can do your best to challenge any of those negative self beliefs that you may have. Yeah. And think about these self-limiting beliefs as just like thinking errors, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oops, that was not my most productive thought or oops, that's probably not reality. (laughs) So understanding that you can change that with practice and being really consistent about it. And I encourage you, if you are starting to think about your own here after this podcast, that you don't find these self-limiting beliefs if you if you you know are observing your thoughts over the next week after hearing this and you find yourself really like present with these thoughts and they keep showing up for you don't let that be like one more thing now that you 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 beat yourself up with of mm-hmm. oh gosh look how often i do this i'm not able to change these thoughts because they keep showing up no it's all about consistency and practice and just showing up for yourself and observing and it's about creating this like smoother inner dialogue for yourself because newsflash life is really short and you don't need to torment yourself in your brain all the time with these self-limiting beliefs and anything else that you say towards yourself. They're just thoughts right. and emotions and you can totally change them and reprogram them to, so that it's healthier for you. You can still feel all of the emotions in the spectrum. It's just where do you find yourself living most often? And hopefully after observing these self-limiting beliefs and starting to practice, you know, rewiring those thoughts and changing them into more positive instead of I'm not good enough. Well, no, I'm I'm just fine and I'm doing the best I can mm-hmm. and things are great for me. You just you know, kind of change the way that you talk to yourself about yourself in your life. Before you know it, I think that we all together will be in a slightly better place. Right. And that brings us to our next point is that by addressing your internal struggles, we're able to show up into the world as our best selves. So basically putting your best self forward will in turn make others around you better as well as the world as a whole be better. So by transforming yourselves, we can transform the world as cheesy as that sounds. No, I think it's true. I'm super inspired when I'm around someone with great energy and someone who's not down on themselves. That only promotes me following in those footsteps versus if I'm around someone who's constantly talking negatively about themselves and I pick up those habits too, and then other, it's just going to be a ripple effect down the line. So I think for sure we can change the world. Yeah. One thought at a time. Yeah. And then we also (laughs) want to mention that maybe after this episode, 
you challenge yourself to think of your own self-limiting beliefs that you may have just to create that awareness and create a new pathway for healing and for different ways of thinking. Amen. All right. I think that's it. Yeah, we did it. Cool. (laughs) Until next time. Talk soon. Bye.